0: Okay, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hopefully, everything is going well with everyone. As for myself, I cannot complain. Sitting here watching The Wire, I know it's not The Sopranos, and I'm very sad too. But I finished it, and I'm gonna give it some time before I start watching it over again. So, watching a different show, The Wire, another crime show, and as I'm sitting here being a fat boy with a belly full of lasagna, thinking about what I'm gonna eat next, thinking about a burger or something, I couldn't help to think about this episode. Which is entitled Drawing the Line with Your Family in Raising Your Kids. What do I mean by this? Well, naturally, when raising your kids and you have family around, there might be a voice or two saying their own opinions and how you raise your kids. For the most part, most family members are respectful. And some opinions might be taken as well, might try next time, kind of situations. But what about the other stuff? I come from a family where grandma had ten kids. Three boys, seven girls, and two of those boys. Two of those boys were out doing their thing. One joined the navy, moved up to Washington, became a postal worker, and the other one. Well, I don't know exactly what he did. All I remember was he would steal stuff, probably on drugs. Had a fight with my grandma, and he took off to Ohio. So, still there Now, last time I seen him was when my grandma passed away, which is
1: pretty weird.
0: The Last time I seen him prior to that was when the Abuse and Buddy movie came out. Yeah, it's a long ass time ago. And of course, the uncle who I was raised with. To my family, he was older than thou. So when he says moves, they move. Jump, they jump. When he says give me a ride, they pick him up. And when it comes to raising these kids, he always has an input. So out of 10 cousins that I grew up around, he was the godfather to all of us. Wow. Well, and I think some of my cousins who have kids now, the younger ones, I think he's godfather to like a couple of them too, which is loose. And it was pretty annoying because in my family, since all my aunts and uncles had different dads, they pretty much left. They either had other families. All my aunts looked up to my uncle with the final word. I remember seeing this, thinking like, "This is so crazy." To the point where I never really knew any of my families, any other families, to do this. Each one of my cousins, up until 8 or 9 years old, seen them, last seen all the attributes of my uncle and how they were raised. Each one of my cousins, up until 8 or 9 years later than I last seen them, all had different attributes of my uncle who and how they were raised. Some are not so nice of what I would want my kids in style. Everything with my uncle was to hit the kids, hit the kids. And when my aunt got special services called for abusing their kids, he was silent. In this situation, was he's no guts in all glory. Meaning he had time hitting every single one of us. He had time to, uh, those, my cousins that had social services calling their mom, he was hitting them. So when it came to and they said, you know, this is what my aunt was allegedly doing and everything, he kind of looked like, oh my God, really? Like he was so innocent. I think it was like that meme of the Captain Kirk cartoon, which if I find it, I'll, I'll post it up. But kind of like a meme that it reminded me of. One thing is he would take it upon himself to do what he wants against the parents' wishes. For instance, my aunt, she grew up in the 90s. She loved long hair. She loved like Jim Morrison, Kirk Cobain, Chris Cornell, all those guys all had long hair. My aunt wanted her son to grow out his hair. And when the kid was one, he took it upon himself to take the kid on his own cut his hair, and then put the nail in the coffin. He saved the hair and gave it to my aunt. That completely broke her. She cried, and of course, there was a little spat, but nothing really because, well, he was their father influence in a sense. I made the decision a long, long while ago. When I have kids, I don't want him near or laying a hand on them. Think about it now if I think he if I see him ever do anything to my kids, I would probably I don't know, black out and punch him. But I wanna punch him to the face. You know, that's you know that's prone to injuries, being an older man, susceptible to falling, hitting his head. You know, I don't want any of that. So maybe hitting him like right on the clavicle. Something where if he hurts you live. Maybe hitting him on the shoulder. Again, if he hurts, you live. Maybe on the thigh. As you can tell I've thought of these scenarios long long while ago but you know that's for the most part too like anybody else who tries to touch my kids i wouldn't want to hit him in the face only because there's a difference between defending yourself protecting your kids and manslaughter and it's one of the lines that i gotta flirt with when it comes to you know attacking whoever hurts or attacks my kids it's you know it's one of those things you gotta think about (laughs) you know and 15 years later he's not around but where do you draw the line when is the right place to say something and a stick up for your, you know, your reasoning too? I think with the presence I have now, no one from my family, or my wife, or my wife's family for that matter, will try to tell me anything on how to raise the kids. Now, and out of respect, I'm not afraid to defend myself or the kids, but they know that. They know I wouldn't do anything to them or, you know, their kids too. Two-way street, of course. But you know, when let's say the kids were at their house and the kids are being little shits and they say something that they shouldn't be saying. If their aunts or uncles turn around and talk to them, go right ahead. Because as aunt and uncles, you got to have that duty to, if you know someone's giving you lip to correct them, you're not meaning correct them, you know, smack them in the mouth and bet your backhand. I'm talking about correcting them. Like, you know, Hey, you shouldn't be talking like that. Should it should be this show respect. All for it. Cause right after they talk to them, guess what? I'm going to talk to them too. And it's, you know, it's to respecting that the kids got going to have for the aunts and uncles and vice versa, too. But after seeing what happened in my family, you as a parent, you have to draw the line. You have to not let anyone interfere in decision making as a parent. If you have questions or ask advice, they give the answer. Then that's different. You're looking for help and you're trying to get all the different scenarios to help you make a decision to go forward. You know, but that's another thing when they blindside you, go over your wishes and just do the opposite. I have a question. When that happens, do you guys say anything? Or are you afraid since they might be your parents or parent figure, a parent itself, or a sibling? Do you say anything? Genuinely asking because I really haven't been in a situation where aunt, uncle, other cousin, grandma, mother, father has really overstepped their boundaries. I've witnessed it, like I said, for my uncles and aunts, but not personally. So, like, do you say anything? I would assume you would because... Let's face it, when it has to do with your kids as a parent, you're going to want to and you're going to have to step up and say something. Again, when my aunt's, with my uncle, nothing was really sad, and nothing was really dead. But I, me and mine, you and yours, would you speak up? You know, I still think sometimes what would happen if I was still with my family and my kids? Would I be the same person that I am today? You have to draw the line for your own sanity and respect and, of course, the kids. If kids saw you getting undermined by someone else, when it comes to them, disciplining them, how would that look on their eyes? Moral of the story is to set boundaries. I haven't had any of these situations happen because let's face it, I'm I'm scary. I'm scary looking. I'm 6'1", and sometimes I just look like a monster. (laughs) Obviously, I'm far from it, people that know me. But I think my close circle knows that you don't mess with my kids it goes for everybody everybody's kids you just don't mess with kids one time when my son was i think two two or three i want to say two you know when that age where they're still doing stuff they're still learning they're still well they still are testing your buttons but they start to test your buttons one of the situations we were at my in-laws house and like i said we don't hit the kids but we do talk to them and when it comes to talking with them You got to separate yourself with the kid to go another room where it's quiet so you guys could focus, talk to yourselves, and, you know, that's it. So I forgot what it was, something happened where I got my son by the hand. I told him, let's go. I'm going to talk to you. And then my mother-in-law kind of stepped in, or tried to at least. And she grabbed Max's hand and said, you know, no, it's okay. It's okay. Just leave him. And I looked at her and said, no, it's not okay. Now I'm going to go talk to my son. And if you don't like it, and said, I just looked at her. And she let go and I think ever since then they know when it comes to decision makings with the kids, you don't interfere. You don't overstep that boundary. And it was nothing, it was it wasn't like a big altercation. It was it was literally nothing. But in those times, you know, it could go south, it could go worse. If you tell your kid, you know what, you're gonna do this and that we're not gonna do, but you are gonna try this and that, and then you get like an aunt, uncle, or grandparent minutes after you say something to the kid and they turn around and they tell him it's okay. Go ahead and do it. It's crossing that line. It's crossing that boundary just set up between you and the kids that parental respect that that authority. I, I don't want to say authority cuz we're here to help the kids, raise them. We're not here to control them. We're not here to use them as little slaves, which is I've seen in different periods of my life. You're here to help them rise up and be the best person they could be. Anything less. So everybody has their own parenting style. Everybody has their own teachings. Everybody has a set on what they want their kids to do. I guess for homeschool, people didn't agree with it. That's fine, but in the end, it's our decision. And our decision's working fantastically. Our schedules are so open up for the kids. Kids are learning. Max is reading at a second grade level. Writing's good. Doing math very well. Couldn't complain. My wife's happy. She's surprised at some of the things that Max is. And she's happy. She's excited too. So that friends me that what I'm teaching them, what we're trying to learn is working. It's working because the kid's having fun. He's learning. We're buying all these games, all these activities they could do. It's making learning fun. Again, we're going to do this until either they say they want to go to school, school, or like, you know, middle school. Why not, right? But right now, they're getting a step ahead. And keeping them out of, you know, the quote-unquote normal school, it's a lot more time to focus on emotions, a lot more time to focus on Do's and don'ts and how to act with people. And let's face it, when you're in that school setting, these kids learn some of these uh bad traits from these little badass kids around. You know that you know what a badass kid is. Badass kid is a kid who is in your class, but somehow he manages to stay awake until late 3 a.m., talks back, doesn't get in trouble, nobody messes with them. That's a badass kid. Instead of talking about F this, F that, talking about different scenarios that you wouldn't expect a five, six or seven year old to do or say. But they do. It's a badass kid. And sometimes they might have silver teeth because they've been drinking soda all this time. I, I don't know what, but that's a clue of what a badass kid could be. So our kids are avoiding that badass kid area. <laughs> and they're just gearing up for what's to come. You know, if I had, let's say, an example. If my mother-in-law stepped in and said, you know what? My grandkids aren't going to go to, aren't going to do homeschool. They're going to go to regular school. And I already signed them up. That's crossing the line. That's overstepping a boundary, which you don't do. And I could get why some families or some parental figures may do that because, I mean, let's face it, mom to kid, you have this special closeness, a special bond. So, as a parent, I would assume that you feel that not only do you have to take care of your kids, but now that your kids have kids, you gotta take care of them too. And if your kid's okay, you assume that everything went right for them, and that's the way to do it. So you're just going to have the grandkids do that way, too. And it's one of those things where your feelings, your actions kind of gets lost in translation. And sometimes you may just go along with it because, let's face it, that's your mom, your grandma, your dad, your grandpa. And out of respect, you don't want to say no or argue because can you argue? Because what they're saying is, right, if they raised you, how could you say no? If they raised you so well and you're in a good place, let's assume everything's good. If you're in a good place, how can you argue and say no, even though it's against your best wishes, but what they're saying is proven right within yourself. How can you ultimately say no? That's why it's important for us to not be afraid to say no and to express what our wishes are, to set those boundaries, those those landlines saying like, you know what? I want this and this for my kid. And guess what? When my kid's at your house, I don't care how you talk. I don't want to disrespecting you. Hands to yourself. I don't want this, that. My kid's a kid. I don't want him drinking soda. You know, you know, little lines like that. And, of course, some get kind of blurred because, let's face it, if you leave your kids with your grandparents, if you leave your kids with your mom, dad, that's their grandpa, what do grandparents have? I don't care what grandparent you are, where you come from, what area you're, you live in. Grandparents always have candy. <laughs> you probably thought it was be something worse, right? No, grandparents always have candy. I don't care if it's not shown outside in public like it's not on their table or anything like that they always find a way to have some sort of candy so you know of course there's little things that are like little boundaries you don't want but you know a like piece of candy is not gonna hurt luckily for my kids when they drink soda or if they even try it they can't stand it they get grossed out by it my boy only drinks like three things water milk or four things horchata and apple juice those are the four liquids my son drinks so if we're tasting soda. Forget about it. My girl, on the other hand, she's a little bit more curious. She wants to taste her coffee, which is a no, because this girl has so much energy as it is getting her a coffee or trying to sneak a Red Bull and it's going to blow her up over the top. So she's tried it and she doesn't like it. So when we're at, if we leave them with my, my in-laws, we don't got to worry about that. And because the way that I am, they know that when my kids are there, if they are watching, they know to watch them. And now it's a little bit more easier because the kids are older. They really they know not to go outside the gate. They know not to play with knives because, you know, they're hazardous. They could hurt you. They know to use their words. They don't let you know when they have to use the restroom. So things like that, we really don't have to worry about with my in-laws. And I'm thankful for that because, let's face it, if they were with my uncle, you have to worry about so, so much. My kid's hair is long right now or getting longer. I guarantee 99% of the time, if my uncle to watch my kid, assuming everything's all good, just just for the storytelling, if everything was good, he would cut my kid's hair, take it upon himself to do. If I was talking to my kid, telling him something, he would speak up and say, I shouldn't talk to him like that because blah, 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 blah. Even if the thing that I'm talking to is not harsh, it's very constructive. Still, having somebody like that undermine your parenting style, your techniques, and what you want to do, what you have planned for your kids can be very hurtful and it could build this kind of resentment. So with that being said, would you still be quiet? Would you open up and say something? Would you express your feelings? Of course, not around the kids because if it does lead to something else, you don't want to have any of this around the kids. No way. You know, do you talk to that person? Should you? I mean, I say yeah. Obviously, I say yes for everything, but don't be afraid to... Painting your own path especially when it comes to the kids and if you have a parent great if you have a great grandparent great ask them for all the advice that you can that's one thing that i can wish i had that i could pass to you guys listening to is if you have your parents or older figure in your life that you're close to talk to them and ask them advice even if you have your own set ways talk to them and ask them what they would do how they would handle situations because different aspects from different times could kind of help you figure out what you want to do. And that's one thing that I wish that I had right now is that I could ask my elders, you know, what should I do, this and that. So if you're in that position where you still have them, take advantage of it as much as you can. Talk to them, gain advice. And I hope in that the asking for advice, you're not looked at as being a failure. You're looked at as being somebody strong wanting to progress yourself, wanting to be a better parent. That's a strong attribute to have. Nothing wrong with that. So thanks again for listening for another week. And it's weird how I just abruptly end these episodes, which I thought about it, like having a little outro, like, hey, whoa. Not really me. So I just want to come here and get my point across, maybe talk a little bit on the side, go astray for a little bit. But that's it. So thanks again, and until next time.